The Cryptonite Podcast is brought to you by Cryptid Crate. Visit cryptidcrate.com and at checkout use our promo code GRAMPUS, that's G-R-A-M-P-U-S, to get 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. Cryptid Crate is a monthly subscription box filled with various cryptozoology and paranormal themed items to wear, display, and collect. Each month, you can expect a carefully curated box filled with cryptastic pieces from indie makers and artisans pertaining to Bigfoot, Sasquatch, UFOs, ghosts, and other cryptid and mysterious creatures. So be sure to sign up for Cryptid Crate. And again, that is cryptidcrate.com. At the checkout, use our promo code GRAMPUS. That's G-R-A-M-P-U-S to get 10% off the entire life of your Cryptid Crate subscription. Coming up this week, starting December 18th, we're going to, going to have... A promo code for T Public. The promo code is going to be Hell or Space. Be sure to enter that to get 30% off all items in our T Public shop. And again, any purchases made there go to help us financially. We appreciate it very much. And this week, we have two very special guests in the intro. Special guests, please say your names. I'm Chris, Colonel Sally. And this is Rob Morphy. Oh my God, you guys are here for the intro. Like, I can't believe it. This is normally me alone on a Saturday morning. I know. Jones and on call. I always, I'm always excited when I uh, listen to the podcast because I'm like, what's Mark going to say when I he's know. all by himself? No, and now we won't know because you're not by yourself. Exactly. We're friends. We're friends. It's all magic. Of us. <laughs> it's Christmas. We're friends. Christmas and buddies. I wanted everybody here so that we could talk about real quick the intro for this episode. This episode, the Christmas fairies, or the space fairies, however you want to call it, we actually recorded this about a year ago. Oh, my God. It was so, one of the earliest ones. Mm-hmm. So we dug into the archives, we pulled this out, and we figured this would be perfect for Christmas. How have so. we never released this? We had so much fun recording this. We did. Yeah, we did. You know, know. it's one of those things that uh, back in the day when we started this, we were banking pods so heavily that we have other pods that we still haven't released. It's true. <laughs> so, we, do, yeah. we do have an archive. Yeah, we do. We but do. this is fun. This is one of those great, bizarre stories that just happens to be infused with the Yuletide spirit. There you go. Perfect. Which I thought would be perfect to release on the week of Christmas. So there you have totally. it. Totally. Plus, it's, it's, um, it's the slowly burgeoning uh, kryptonauts. Yeah. It's us. I know. It's geez. us, you know, learning the ropes, uh, sowing our oats. Yeah, it's actually, I've, I've gone through and edited it a couple of times. It's pretty funny to just listen to. The listeners might not hear it, but I know when you guys listen to it, you'll definitely hear the dynamic is just a little bit different, but it's kind of. Well, the thing is. It's I kind of adorable. I know I've never heard yeah. I vaguely recall recording this, like I say, it was about a year ago and having a ton of fucking fun. Yeah. But I don't really remember yeah. it, though I, I, you know, I remember. Yeah, like the story, deets. of course. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, All right. you know what? I'm super stoked to revisit yeah. this. All right. Chris, you ready? Yeah, I'm in. All right. Without further ado, Christopher Q. That creepy music. Welcome to the Cryptonaut Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs, and with me, as always, is... Chrissy. And... <laughs> I love that. Chrissy. <laughs> Nicely done. I guess Rob M. Yep. Rob I'm, I'm following. I'm following the trend. All right. Rob M. and Chrissy are here. Uh, top of the show. Be sure to subscribe and rate and review this podcast on iTunes and or the Apple Podcast app. Yes, those are two different things. I don't know how to explain it. I know some people that are like, well, how do I get into my iTunes account? And I want to leave you guys a review, but it seems like 
they can listen to music on their phone, but they have a hard time accessing well, this Well, if you want to leave yeah. a, re- a review for this podcast, um, you have to have an Apple ID. So you have to actually log into your Apple ID, which normally if you're on your phone, you're already logged in to right. access your music. But if you are on a desktop, you have to log in because I had a couple of emails about it actually too. So guys, just log into your iTunes account or log into your phone. You can leave a review, uh, review there. It helps us out greatly. And we do have a review this week. Five-star review. Five-star five title. Hell yeah. I like that. <laughs> All right. This is from Just Another Listener, 6166. <gasps> I see three sixes in that pattern. Why? Yeah, but there's a one in there. So This tosses the Lord off. That's why. He doesn't know. No, if that's on your skull, you, you yeah. just missed. Powers. <laughs> you just missed having powers. <laughs> All right. So just, an, just Another Listener says, what a fun show. Cryptids and humor in a tight little package. I let the guys cover obscure cryptids uh, that get little attention on other shows. Keep it up. Hey, Sweet. So thank you very much. 6166. Mm-hmm. 6166. Much obliged. And that's exactly what we like to do, too. We're yeah. glad that you actually enjoy what it is totally. that we want to do. That we does. Which is have fun with it and try to go somewhere beyond the uh, typical point of Gray's big feet. Gray's. Whatever. Not to say that there won't be room for, for all of the standard ops at some point in the future, but it's those obscure guys that need a little love. Those, yeah. those underground critters and phenomena that we like to expose. We have an obscure one this week. A real obscure one. So just a little pretext to this, how we we run the research on this, is that Rob is our lead researcher, and he will send Chris and I the notes, and we will go over them so that we know what we're talking about. This week, Chris and I are blind. Blind, cold, yeah, going cold. Rob made us not the the read title. It. <laughs> the title of Rob's email to me today at four oh one a.m. says "Space Fairies Two, Don't Read." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is the sequel. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. It is Space Fairies, the sequel, because I sent them a pile of notes uh, the previous week, thinking we might get to it, and then I had to refine them and condense them a little, and 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 so it was Space Fairies Two by default. But then after I sent them a second time. I thought, well, I still don't want them to read it. Yeah. So I send it to them again, telling us not and to read. Tease them with the admonishment not to read, because yeah. that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, and I did not read it. No, I did so not proud read of it either. So we're gonna. I'm gonna go into this cold here for the first paragraph. Then Robert's gonna take it away. In the Christmas season of 1979, a British housewife had an encounter with a trio of flying fairy-like entities that almost certainly remains the weirdest account on record at West Bromwich Police Station. God bless the West Bronx. The cops got involved. Oh, they got involved. All right. Take it away, Robert. Damn. This is an account, and this is going to be, it's going to telegraph a little bit, that has sometimes known as um, uh, the Martians and the mincemeat pies, also known as Miss Hingley's Christmas Experience. Okay. These all sounds like so weird songs, don't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah like, are, like, are we spo- are Chris supposed to know about this? Because we don't Do think we not know. know. Are no. you unfamiliar Wait, what's that this? first one? Mincemeat Pie and Mincemeat Pie and Fairies? M- Martians and the Mincemeat Pies. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways to take this. Uh, I chose just the more ubiquitous phrase, Space Fairies, because uh, it seems to cover both bands of the spectrum that this is on. And it is pretty... Uh, Pretty broad, absolutely fascinating. What was and, the other one uh, that you said? Oh, um, Miss Hingley and the Christmas Fairies, I believe it was. Okay, Miss Hingley and the Christmas Fairies. All right. All right. Oh, that so, is definitely a play or something. Yeah, or, like, or some something sort of, to that effect. A I'm really obscure, like one man band. Yeah, oh, yeah. Totally, well, both yeah. of them could be. 
Uh, bands really yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a morrissey sub project we made, we, I, rob and i made them posters for these bands at one point Absolutely. in the early 2000s so all right so let's do it space fairies okay so we're gonna we're gonna, i'm gonna start by kind of establishing the scene for, for okay. our listeners and, right. and, and you guys gene hingley and her husband cyril two proper british names by the way cyril, yeah. cyril. lived in a go. small council house you might be asking what that was like i did let me tell you. A form of social housing built by local municipalities in the UK, especially during the mid-20th century. So just basically okay. help people out. I guess. They mean just like I, public I mean, housing? Public housing. Essentially or public like the, housing. those like yeah. weird like row house apartment things that you see like, in, yeah, in the like kind of The kind Netflix of thing shows. that you always see in like old ACDC videos. Oh, and, all right. Cool. Yeah. Sort of like that. Where the rock happens. Nice. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's where, it's where your rebellious <laughs> kids either grow up to work in the mine and or the stage. Right? All right, cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, respect. There's a lot of character to be built there. Now, their their council house was located in Rowley Regis near Birmingham. Sorry. Derp. <laughs> Derp and That's all I heard. Rowley Regis near Derp Derp. Derp. Near Birmingham. Okay. Ah, Birmingham. old Birmingham, oh, England. Alabama. The one and only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solid Alabama. Nice. England, Folks. Alabama. Tea time in Alabama. All right. All right. I'm going to get my shit together. Here it is. On the morning of January 4th, 1979, at approximately 6 a.m., Jean saw her husband Cyril off to his job at a local cement works. After he left, she noticed an illumination in the back garden. Assuming that Cyril had left the light on in their carport, she went out to check but found that the light was off. Mm. Mysterious. Unsolved mystery. But at this point, not disturbing. At this point, no, not, a light. Not that perplexing. Yeah. It's a light. It's it's you know. I assume it's slightly pre-dawn. You're tired. You know, you send the hubby off to work. You're just dealing with. It. Jean then noticed an orange light hovering above her garden, which gradually turned white. She heard a sound that she later described as z, or I'll I'll just try to do it like z z z, sort of good, just I like, a, like buzzy. a bug zapper, sort yeah. of like, like a z. Yep, exactly. Okay. Suddenly, Jean noticed that her pet Alsatian dog named Hobo, which had been standing faithfully by her side, had become totally rigid. Hobo toppled over like a statue at her feet at the same moment as three small, glowing, fairy-like beings floated into her home through the front doorway. They were hovering approximately one foot off of the ground. So the dog froze up. So the dog froze, like statue froze. Right. And then just boom. So it seems like a comedy skit. Yeah, dog. Like it, the dog passed out from yeah. fear. <laughs> don't, just froze, falls. Don't go to do that, right? If you terrify I, I, them, I, I they, they, they fall I, over. I've seen I've a couple scared of fall, dog over, fall over. So okay, what we're getting from this is the dog had one job to protect. It did. It failed. To protect Gene Hingley. Yeah. Failed miserably. Apparently, when some uh, maybe some possible power came over the dog, I have to assume paralyzing it. Because yeah, he missed a saving throw. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, yeah there true. You go. He clearly rolled he, wrong. He, he, he fucked yeah. up his roll. Yeah. He rolled poorly. All right, so dogs on the ground. All right, Hingley's in her kitchen at this point, and she's watching these three creatures float into her house. Basically, needless to say, the moment these beings entered her home, Jean was understandably petrified with fright. She stared in disbelief at her odd visitors gripping the edge of her sink to keep from collapsing to the floor. According to the description that Jean later gave the police, the creatures that barged into her home were approximately three and a half feet tall and dressed in silvery tunics with six silver buttons arranged down the front of their oh, outfits. Okay, I thought this was going to be a lot smaller. No, nope. yeah. three and a half feet tall. <clears throat> That's pretty strange. Big. Yeah, yeah, those are kickable. You know, 
it is strange. It is three and a half feet tall. It's small, but it's not. That's tiny. not small. That uh, three feet is is no, me. Compared- that's a decent. I mean, yeah. No, like, that's um, that's frightening. Yeah. That's, so it's, when you're describing it, I'm like, oh, she saw three Luna moths. She's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like I was getting my theory ready. I'm like, I, I, well, do you see what you fucked up with your gene? Is that? But, but no, no, no. Mothra up here. Yeah, bigger than Bugaloo's. Yeah, clearly. Oh yes, Bugaloo. The right. Bugaloo connection. Yeah. So three and a half feet tall, dressed in silver tunics with six silver buttons arranged. That's specific. I like. Oh, specifics. it's going to get more specific. Okay. Oh cool. man, she All got right. a damned good look at these things. In fact, there is more specificity. In Gene Hingley's description of these creatures, than perhaps in any other paranormal event. So I've wait, ever did they just fly into like land in her kitchen? Well, they flew past her and her frozen floor yeah. dog hobo, and then ended up in her living room. I'm going to oh, get to that in a so second. They, okay, so okay. she's standing. So imagine it's probably an open floor pan I, plan. I don't know. I yeah, haven't no, actually right, seen photos right. of the house. Though I did send you guys sketches of these things and um, and Miss. Miss, Mrs. Hingley herself, but yeah. we can do with that later. She's like a, a matronly, you know, middle-aged housewife type. So she was in her kitchen, and they flew past her through the door into her uh, lounge, as she called it, her sitting room. And she's holding onto the sink, Jeez. trying not to pass out, watching them at this okay. point. And as she's watching them, she is taking a mental assessment, okay. wherein later she was able to describe these things in such glorious detail. Okay, cool. Just All astonishing right. detail. Chicken. Okay. These beings had large eyes that looked like glittering black diamonds. That's a quote from her. They had broad, ashen white faces with no noses to speak of and simple lines for mouths. Their expressions, according to Jean, were like a dead person's face. These expressions remained on their faces throughout the duration of the encounter. So apparently they had just dead white faces with diamond black eyes. And no expressions or yeah. emotions. Essentially nostrils. If you're going to judge based on the uh, the sketches that were done, they seem to have nostrils and a little slit mouth. Sort of like grays. But yeah, yeah, that's what I pictured. Kind of Nothing, you know, right. <clears throat> like animated, highly animated. Although their faces seemed lifeless, these creatures were evidently not only alive, but also not accustomed to our atmosphere, as their heads were enclosed in round, transparent helmets, which Jean compared to goldfish bowls. The helmets were surmounted by tiny lights, such as a coal miner might use. Okay. So, so they got astronaut, old-timey, old-timey just 1950s, round, round yeah. astronaut helmets. See-through, okay. All right. The description's not over. I'm sorry. It goes deeper. The limbs of these anomalous entities were silvery green, ending in simple tapering points with no apparent hands or feet. So they just got little pointy what? things. Little, like little a little praying pointy. mantis? Like, not, not necessarily like, like a mantis, but like just pointy. Just points. Okay. Yeah. No, no appendages? Like fingers? No, not that were discernible. They're, they're points. Yeah, they're little points. Right. Hanging down from their shoulders were several thin yet rigid streamers that did not flutter as they moved about. Again, that's for a our, weird for our listeners. That's a weird thing. It is a very weird thing. There are sketches. Uh, yeah, we'll have them up on the, on uh, the eyewitness testimony that will show you. It, it makes more sense when you see it. Right. It's very hard to picture these things yeah. with their little pointy hands and feet and their big fishbowl heads and the rigid streamers that hang from their shoulders like some sort of weird space military parade or something. I don't know, um, but. Let's move on to their perhaps most distinguishing characteristics. They also had large oval wings, 
which shimmered like iridescent rainbows and looked as if they were made of thin, transparent paper covered with dozens of glittering, multicolored dots, which, according to Gene, resembled Braille dots. So, patterns of polka dots on iridescent rainbow oval wings. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm getting a visual. Even more inexplicably, these creatures seemed to glow or to be surrounded by what Gene supposed might be halos. Mm. The astonished housewife can only stare in disbelief as these bizarre beings hovered and flew around her living room with their arms clasped in front of their chests. Oh. Curiously, their legs never seemed to move. They merely hung down stiffly as they flitted about. And these things are three and a half feet tall. Three and a half feet tall. Do we tall. have a weight on them by any chance? I don't, I don't know if okay. Don King got there, <laughs> weighed him for the big fight or not, but uh, okay. I don't think Just so. Just trying to put it into size-wise, like flying around, like... It's big. I don't know. It's kind of big. Three and a half feet. Well, see, I, I almost... Three, I you, assumed it was, like, going to be inches when I first encountered yeah, this. Yeah, totally. Like, three to three and a half well, that's inches. Why, that's why I, mean, I pictured, like, like, a Luna Moth. Like, yeah, I pictured yeah. something that's less than a foot, <clears throat> right. but pretty big. Like a, yeah, like a fairy. That could right? be misconstrued as... Yeah. But three and a half feet flying around your house, I mean, there's, they're, they're knocking into shit, like... You would think. Yeah, you would, I mean, unless I maybe they're just that graceful. And these tables, that's well, got to be at least three feet right there. They're knocking over your hutch. Yeah, it's, no, I would say the table we're sitting at is right? a I mean, three and a half foot square. At least three. Right. I would say over just over three feet. So if but these if they things were, like, were slightly taller than this... Yeah, but if they're, if they're like, like super skinny, then it probably wouldn't, you know, smash into too much shit. I guess because I'm, I'm thinking like, I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking that, that I mean, three and a half feet, maybe like, I don't know, 40, 50 pounds, maybe? Proportion. It's a solid guess. But then again, they have spiky arms and feet. So but, but, I'm looking well, for human that, anatomy. Well, yeah, I know. That's not yeah. a lot of weight yeah, there. And, but, and yeah. it's not a lot of weight, but then also you are neglecting the fact that they are clearly um, repellent to the force of gravity. They can fly. Yeah. So oh, the fact so that they can fly, I mean, do they have hollow lighter. bird bones? Yeah. Is it some super anti-grav tech? Repulse, is it? Rep- yeah, no, they could be 20 yeah. pounds. Repulse yeah. Yeah. Could they be ounces? Could they be mere ounces. earth ounces? <laughs> Six, yeah, one pound. We just don't know. Is it an eighth? The answer is we don't is it know. Is sweet flying eighth? Is can that you what land it is? on a fraction? Can you? Dennis Hopper? <laughs> All right. All right. Jeez. Back to this. Not only were their legs oddly immobile, but Gene also noted that their wings did not flap like those of birds, but seemed to be for display and merely fluttered gently or occasionally folded inwards like a concertina or squeeze box for the layman. Yeah. Which is an odd analogy, but she made it. Yeah, that is that. weird. That's weird. All right. So is that like an accordion or something? Like the, what, like a monkey grinder or something holds <laughs> oh, okay, his hands right, like that? Right, yeah. The squeeze box. Okay. You gotcha. Know. Come on. You've heard Zydeco. <sighs> After a few moments, Jean felt her grip on the sink loosen as she began to rise up off the floor. Mm. It was at this point that she claimed her terror abruptly dissipated, and in her own words, this is her quote, I felt as if I were lifted up. I felt as if I were a different person, as though I was in heaven, although I was still at home. I seemed to float into the lounge. You lift me up. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, fucking Groban walked in, <laughs> yeah. fucking with the African Kids Choir, whatever the fuck it was. Oh, Christ. Oh, so I can land on my own lounge <laughs> three feet away. It's a little terrifying, though. I mean, but, everything but her happens. Terror you know, yeah, all of a sudden, like, this is fucked up. Then all of a sudden, she's floating in her lounge. She's like, Oh, you know hey. what? Yeah, see, that's Shit's where I would, now. That's where I would go. Defcon six, where I'm like, I'm I'm close to ten. I'm at six right now. You fucking, this is it. Yeah. This is happening. But 
I'm going to grab wings. wings. I'm going to grab them fucking wings. Clearly she wasn't in her right head. She can't yeah, be. No. This has to be like so many um, alien abduction scenarios where suddenly when people were at the peak of terror during right. an abduction, All of a sudden, it just, sudden it's like, ooh. oh, it's like an orgasm mixed with a daiquiri, mixed with a good episode of an a old daiquiri. TV show I loved. And I was sitting in a warm blanket of comfort and delight yeah. when you yeah. should be literally shitting all the pants you own. Right. Yeah. Right. Your whole drawer should just be shit. Shit. Yeah. 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 Should be piling out I need carpet. all new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> new socks, new shoes. Everything. Yeah. So they seem to have a way. <laughs> new hat. Assuming that these things, and we don't know, are they fairies? <laughs> are they aliens? Are they something indefinable? Are they the future of us? Who knows what they are at this point or ever, but they seem to be able to get into the human mind and make you go, hey, man. It's psionics. It's, it's cool. cool. It's cool, man. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't it's worry, a, buddy. A, but only when you, apparently when she floated. Like, they, why couldn't they have done this before? Maybe they're too busy floating around a room checking the with their hands crossed over like mad, like me. <laughs> well, well they, have, they have they <laughs> dead man faces <laughs> with horizontal like, diamond eyes. Like they're doing like the like the misfits crimson ghost, like like the full on cross. Like That's this? no, I just they just had arms crossed. I didn't picture like it was some sort of. I, I actually think it was more like based on sketches what Mark is saying because I'm pretty sure the I sketch think they, shows well, them. Oh, see, like, yeah. I didn't well, in front I of didn't see the sketch rather than slightly yeah. crossed like, hey, what's going on? I'm because crossed cross is kind of like an attitude, right? But if you're kind of just doing one of these, it's well, like a symbol of whatever. But what you're doing has altogether too many fingers. Yeah, I'm sorry. Clearly, it's still <laughs> pointy hands. Yeah, she was no longer afraid. Okay, good. And she floated into her lounge, which is a great word for your living room. As gravity reclaimed her, Jean watched as her uninvited guests seemed to attack her small artificial Christmas tree, Ooh. shaking and tugging it like a trio of deranged elves. Once their rough examination of the plastic tree was finished, the beings floated around the room, touching everything inquisitively. Anxiously, Jean spoke up. This is what she said. Oh. Three of you and one of me, what are you going to do? What do you want with me? This could get... A fair question. This could get weird. A fair question. All right. I mean, it's already oh, no. weird, but she's like, there's three of you, there's one of me, what are we going to do? In response, they put their hands back up to their chest, okay. so apparently it went back and forth, and appeared to manipulate some of the buttons on their tunic. She heard a beeping noise come from them, and then their voices emerged, not from their mouths, but their torsos. Mm. The voices sounded gruff, almost mechanical, and they said in unison... We shall not harm you. Not nearly as soothing as I just said it. Gruff mechanical. Mark, yeah, do the, do the gruff mechanical for us. Uh, do, do your Dalek bane. Oh, <laughs> oh is that we what it shall is? Like not a Dalek? Harm you. Do not worry. We this, will not harm you. Thank you. I kind of got that vibe from it. Okay, that's terrifying. Yeah. Was it really a bane slash Dalek? I don't know if it was. How was bane's like? Brother. But you know what it was? <laughs> it was a spot-on space fairy, and that's all, right. all that matters. Okay, good. <laughs> Exterminate. No, so they, I can, did not, they did not say that. I can do the Dalek doctor. I can do that. You can. And it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bane. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's my base for my vein. That's all, <laughs> bro, yes, brother. That's all. That's all he says. Like, yes, brother. <laughs> you need weird. the rope. I don't. That doesn't work. Sorry, <clears throat> my vein's terrible. Continue. I don't know what I would do. As the three of us are, are sitting around here, if yeah, no, three I know. nearly four foot tall. Wax and face. I always want to. I always want to think that we're I'm not going like, to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. no, like, no. I worry. always want to think <laughs> that know, I'm going to jump to bravery, kids. But I don't know, man. I think I know myself well enough to know that I will uh, 
try to be cautiously diplomatic if not actively pants shitting <laughs> but i don't i don't i don't see i don't see the lancelot version of me a lot yeah. in my imagination. i like to think that no, i would but Jesus, i don't no. know man i probably just gonna bail I'm like fuck well this. If, if you're there to protect your kids that would be different all right well yeah enough if my kids are involved then yeah i gotta like i gotta make a stand but yeah if it's dad's you, gotta die with if it's you on. and the space fairies uh, out. Yeah. If <laughs> it's just me home, like, see ya. That's what I mean. Sell I mean, unless house. maybe she, unless you're trapped. Look, if they came in the front door, I'm like, yeah, well, I got to <laughs> deal with them now. Cause... But you have swords in the wall and shit. Yeah, but I mean, they came in pretty quick, Thatch. That's true. And I mean, it's going to be hard to bludgeon them with a broadsword. <laughs> I mean, these things probably have some pretty fancy flying moves. I mean, I'm not saying they're, they're Maverick and Iceman, but I'm sure they can evade a I don't stick, know. A sword. <laughs> According to that, they just appeared to be... Uh... The wings didn't do anything. They were just fancy. Yeah, but they can float. So that doesn't mean they can. I mean, even if it is, even if it's like the princess is dressed in Dune or something, like if it serves no purpose whatsoever, the fact that they are flying implies that they can't. Maybe it's an illusion. (laughs) It doesn't imply it. If they can get in their mind, maybe they're just making her see that they. Uh, Ah, well, now, now, all right, let's let's, let's save that for Theory Town. (laughs) I know. Chris is creating theories and waving his broadsword around the kitchen. Because if we thought this was weird. It's going to get more weird. Okay, oh, here we go. No. Okay. All right. So after they claim that we shall not harm you, Gene uh, sagely asked, where have you come from? They reply, we come from the sky. Uh, then okay. they continue to shake the tree because that's their jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gene. Like, Fuck your tree, Gene. <laughs> they didn't actually say that. I know. I, I mean, I suppose if you saw <laughs> a real tree. <laughs> Cheap. Covered in tinsel Christmas is ruined. <laughs> You'd be intrigued if you were an alien. This is the first shot in the war on okay. Christmas. Yeah, no, maybe the Santa's enforcers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah, this ain't pine. This is bullshit. They just three elves that got experimented on. They just came out all fucked up. Just three elves on the LDS. Oh, maybe they have some mushrooms. Maybe a three little bit elf of... brothers who knew too much. <laughs> 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 and they smoke some MDMA. Discovered a secret at the pole. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so where do we go from here? Right. Oh, yeah. All right. So Jean, like any good hostess, <laughs> right. did her best to engage her visitors in conversation, noticing that the space fairies had uh, unnatural preoccupation with her artificial tree. She told them by way of explanation, we put up a Christmas tree because we believe Jesus was born then. Oh. Which, on its face oh. alone, <laughs> is that I wasn't expecting this. Is that why we put a tree up? See, that's that, that's what I'm saying. This is no. a loaded statement. Okay, we right. could probably digress on this for about 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, no, right, yeah, okay. yeah. But this is what she but told that, them that's by way of explanation. explanation. For, my, for my own well-being and spiritual goodness, tell me that's not why we put a Christmas tree up. That is, well, for some people, well, if you're part a Christian, of a holiday... If you're if you're celebrating a non secular okay. Christmas does, and have a tree, how does the tree it directly oh, no, correlate to Jesus? Oh, okay, right, yeah, cool. no, no. Jesus didn't say, "And the tree shall be lifted." I really in thought I missed something. No. Wait, did no. I really miss something? Was he crucified? This, this the is pine not a tree? New Testament uh, okay. psalm or something that you missed. All right, good. All right. So according to Gene, we put up a tree at Christmas because we believe Jesus was born then. Okay. They respond. We know all about Jesus. We know all about Jesus. Thank you. She then pointed to a newspaper, which had announced those who had uh, been recently knighted and whatnot. And uh, it was called the honors list on the front page. And she goes, these people have been made lords. And they responded, piously, I might add, there is only one lord. Oh, oh my God. No. <laughs> it was the one-two punch. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so they're not enforcers for Santa. No. They're enforcers for fucking Yahweh. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, apparently. There's one, there's one true lord. <laughs> Deal with it. I've said when the space fairies deliver there the truth. I know. Apparently, my Lord. angels don't do it, so send them the skittle, the skittle brigade, <laughs> skittle wings. <laughs> and really, the last thing. Okay, let's say that you encounter these things and this is happening. The last thing you want them to bring up is Jesus. You're already like, this is fucking weird, man. And then they're like, we know the one true Lord of light. And you're like, oh, well, that was a Game of Thrones reference. But yeah, right. you don't want them to go into Jesus it's, land. It's only when they bust out the literature that I get worried. Yeah, Have you been saved? Are these like Jehovah's Witnesses? Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. All right. So, uh, all right. All right. All right. So Holy after they shit. identified okay. the single Lord, the creatures, like a bunch of bored children, began to bounce on her couch. Because why not? At this point. You're going to hop on the couch. Well, if you've never jumped in a couch, though. Exactly. You, you should try it. It's yeah. fun. Even if you are spouting off some bullshit about Jesus, And when you're three and a half feet tall, relatively thin, and have the ability to fly anyway, you're going to get mad ups. Did they yeah. fuck up the couch? Because they don't you know, really have do feet. Do you know why they didn't? I'll tell you why they didn't. Because <laughs> they have sharp points they, yeah. for feet. Because Mrs. Hingley said, be careful of my furniture. And they stopped. Because they're respectful All right. of their hostess. So there's a level of a little understanding and respect yeah. with these Jesus Archangel Jesus Skittle Arch- wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is this what destroyed God, Sodom and Gomorrah? Are these the, are no, these the entities? We'll make the connection at the end of this. Okay. All right. So either in response to the harsh tones about her protecting her furniture or maybe just because they generally wanted to give her this feeling, it was at that moment that Jean claimed to have an almost preternatural happy sensation wave over her. Just washed over her this they great joy. That part of her brain. They What's did because uh, she was like, yeah. "Oh, we want to jump. Oh, relax, baby. We're, we're we're it's all right." I'm assuming she doesn't well, know for well, a fact we'll they see, did it. Well, but now I'm now maybe it's not. All bets are off now. So Jean Jean said at this point, <laughs> I'll explain <laughs> at later. This point, all bets are off. Really? Well, it now it might not be psionics because okay, divine right. beings have radiate. Thing. Oh, see, Chris, yeah, they Chris, goodness Chris and is love. the master of the divine realm. <laughs> well, so. it's true. We, right. Chris and I, full disclosure, both were graduates of Catholic school. So, so you guys know about divine we, beings. We, we've and been in powers. the dark labyrinth of the I, altar. I don't boy, say I know. know about divine beings and power. I don't, but <laughs> you it's told a different. Me you, you, he is our resident divine being expert. You that is true. Yeah, and you disclose the circle of twelve at one point. So, and you, you can't take. I said it in jest, but no then I ended up being real. No Christopher. And you're like, oh my god, and you dug into it, and you're like, it's real. Yeah, Rosicrucians, dude. Think about it. All right, save this for another pod. All right, we have we have our different conspiracy oh. pods. Right now we're with Jean and the elves in the living room. She feels happy. Jean said, they looked at me with friendly eyes, and she was compelled to express how happy she was by saying, gentlemen, nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> at which point, at which point the space fairies... Does Jean drink... I gotta know. Well, I gotta just know. give it a moment. I gotta know. Just give it a moment. At is... which point the space fairies touched their chest and repeated over and over again, once again in unison, nice, nice, nice. Nice? They just kept saying the word nice. Happy that it was nice to be seen, I suppose. This sounds like a DMT trip. Does it? It does, yeah. Or does it sound like the ultimate truth and we better be prepared? Oh, the ultimate truth coming down Boom. from the mountain. All right. Uh, L-R-H, where are you? At this point, the beings went back to exploring the Hingley home. They floated from room to room, inspecting her television, radio, and audio tapes. They then... They then began examining her bottles of whiskey and sherry Mm. with particular interest. Oh. Particular interest. Could you give me a beer, Chris? Oh, Oh, shit. Sorry. 
At which point, at which point, she said, "Do you want a drink?" Because damn it, Jean Hingley's a good host. She's S. all right. She's yeah. gonna make sure she doesn't care about hitting the bottle. No, she's offering the space fairies a drink. She's not necessarily saying, I'm going to pound it out. I don't know if you offer these people a drink at this point. Or if you're just like, hey, can we wrap this the fuck up? Well, she is, first off, oh, from, she has from whatever her, origin, her tickled she's overwhelmed exactly yeah. with the uh, serotonin and whatever else is going on. The creatures denied the alcohol, but they did request water. Okay. All right. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Hingley brought out glasses of water on a metal tray. As she came near her guests, the tray left her hands and seemed to float towards the creatures as if, and this is her quote, magnetized. Now, why she assumes, well, I guess magnets can defy the force of gravity and enough for, right. she thought it was magnets. Okay. So they, the, I, yes. the tray Whatever. with the glass of water left her hand and floated towards these beings. Okay. Um, as the fairies lifted the glasses, the lights Ooh. surrounding their globe-like helmets mm. came on. She referred to them as power lights and... They were so bright, she couldn't actually watch these creatures drink, which, of course, would have been a hell of a trick because their heads were encased right. in apparently a glass or some material bubble. So yeah. the, the lights around their heads got so bright, she was blinded temporarily. She called it a power light. She said her forehead was stinging from it. Some have indicated it might have been a beam weapon. I think that's going too far. When the lights died down, draw a line. the glasses were empty. Okay. So apparently oh. somehow they okay. managed to consume the water through their helmets in a way that couldn't be seen because of these bright lights. So okay. we just have to live with that. Like a diversion technique? It sure seems that way. Yeah. The spotlights it are shancy sure what they're doing. Yeah. You would think there'd be an easier way of doing it, but I mean... Like a fucking straw? And you know, they're... they're like sh- how Darth Vader drinks water Here's the weird out of a thing. tube? They're showing themselves to her. They look plenty effing weird. No, enough. I know, right? They're yeah. doing their thing. Why? Like, why? Oh, uh... Heaven forfend you see us sip the universal solvent. God forbid. Yeah, we have maybe a sip that's of water like a, a social faux pas where they come. Maybe from. Maybe it is. Yeah, like a geisha covering her mouth when she giggles or something. Yeah. I don't have to understand it to respect it. <laughs> Dude, respect. All right. Jean right. then asked them if she w- could tell people about their existence. They replied yes and added that this is something that they have been doing for a while. We have been here before. We shall come again. Then they added another subject, which, and this is my personal edition, I think we should all take a great deal of comfort from. Here's what it is. Everyone will go to heaven. There are beautiful colors there. So, boom, we got it straight from the space fairies. Everyone. Everybody, excuse me. Everybody (laughs) will go to heaven. There are beautiful colors there. The space fairy just offered up this information? They, you know, sometimes that's how you get it. You don't ask how you're going to know about the afterlife. They just you tell just you. get it delivered. Okay. okay. Are they from heaven? Are they emissaries thereof? Are they well, well, forbidden? All right, we'll get into it. Uh, from right. going there. I, because demon, I don't know. We don't know. We're going to get there. <laughs> oh, they're part of the Dark Lord's Legion? The being said, maybe. All right, hold on. Let's maybe. get back to the story. All right, all right. It's going to wrap up fairly soon. The being said they had previously visited Australia, New Zealand, and the United States. That's that's the three places I'd want to go. I mean, Australia. Those are not, I mean, well, I guess if you're in Australia, you might as well go to New Zealand. Because yeah, yeah. you're already there. If you're if, if you're in the U.S., why not go to Canada or Mexico? Well, we're let's, all not, let's not worry about their biases. Let's not read same. into we're it all too there. much. I mean, I, maybe it's racism. Mm. Maybe it's a loathing of the maple syrup. I don't know. I would love to spend a lot of time in both Mexico yeah. and, and Canada. Have spent a lot of time in Canada. Why they didn't, I don't know. Okay. But they've been to Australia, New Zealand, and the United States. 
And they said, we come down here to try to talk to people, but they don't seem interested. That I'm calling bullshit on. Yeah. Because if we saw that, well, you know what? Maybe they're confusing utter terror. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, running in terror. Yeah, Yeah. if you're confusing, like, yeah, complete and total terror, shock, and awe. If they're confusing panic and running in the other (laughs) direction. Oh, they don't. For a gentle way of interest. Yeah. Yeah. Then they, A, need to have it redefined, but but B, yeah, they're mistaking that. Jean then wondered why they had bothered to visit an ordinary woman like herself rather than someone of significance, say the queen. You are a lady, they reassured her. The lady and the three waxen space fairies then began a series of casual conversations about politics, religion, and, of course, women in the workplace. Because this is they are liberal as bullshit. Fuck. <laughs> These space this, fairies wow. are woke as the dickens. And this is the 70s. They were way ahead of the curve. Way ahead of the curve. Well, it didn't say how they discussed it. They? No, who knows how it jumped from yeah, subject were to they, subject. Were they like not about being woke? Yeah. Or was Gene doing all the talking and they were just sort of hopping on the couch and agreeing? They were just like, yeah, no, nah, man, I get it, dude. You need to get a job and vote and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's well, what yeah. happens, man. Fuck. Your husband's a dick and doesn't appreciate you. That might well be true. We're going to get to him in a minute. It was then that Jean decided that her little guests must have been famished by their ostensibly long journey, and she went into the kitchen and returned with a tray of mince pies. Okay, here it comes in. mince pies. Am I the only one that doesn't like mince pie? No, you're not. I I do not care for I've never tried it because I don't like the smell of it. I don't like the look at it. Is mince the same as mince meat? Yeah, mince meat pie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. What is it? Fucking rhubarb? Gel barb is a lie. I don't like. I don't just don't like the way it looks or smells. Or so. Gel filled. Gel filled. I don't know. Fruit. I mean, it's brown, not. Like, it's not like head cheese. A musky smell. I just. Not, I'm not a fan. Yeah. We know. live in a world of apple pie and, Blue, and chocolate pie, pumpkin. and blueberry and pumpkin. Lest we forget the most delicious of yeah. the weird custards. And, and you bring out a mincemeat to the emissaries of Jesus and or the dark one. Or, exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but, try, but, uh, but this is England. And she was doing the best she could. Yeah, to be and a I mean, fine I'm, I'm assuming over in England that this is like a customary thing when you meet, you know, such fantastical beings. Phantasmagorical, perhaps. Uh, oh, I love that word, phantasmagorical. They each, according to Jean, lifted a mince pie from the plate as though their hands were magnetic. Whole fucking Again, pie? her obsession with magnetism. Magnets, yeah, I don't know. I don't know mm. if she's implying that her pie was full of metal and or it was in a metal tin, which I assume it was the well, case. Well, 79 magnets were new. Yeah. It was all the rage. No, it's true. <laughs> People were like, Bob, look, I got a magnet. Come yeah. How do they work? I know. <laughs> oh, good, oh, good boy. call. All right, it was at this moment when, unfortunately... The hypothetically intergalactic diplomacy being engaged in the Hingley living room fell apart all due to a simple faux pas <laughs> on the part of the nicotine-addicted Earthwing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just blew your mind a little. Oh, Vocabulary test. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see how this goes to shit, because fucking... <laughs> It all falls. Lord Hinkley fucking comes oh, in. Whatever they, no, Lord Hinkley does, does not show up, unfortunately. Oh, Jean right. stated that she lit a cigarette and the sight of the flame so startled her guests that they leapt back and swiftly floated towards the back door 
still carrying their pies. They're not fools. No, they, they got a journey. <laughs> no, ahead of them. yeah, but they're keep the they're, food. They're fucking yeah. afraid of fire. Duh. Jesus Every sentient Christ. creature is afraid of fire. Uh, Bambies are afraid of fire. Frankenstein's okay, are afraid of fire. Why? She was lighting up a grit. She's trying to pound a butt. I know. I'm surprised it took her this long. If yeah, they're emissaries of Yahweh, they should not be afraid of fire. They might not be emissaries of Yahweh. I know. Well, that's why we got We should. We we're gotta, gonna have to. We're gonna have to we, yeah. sort through this this muck in a second. All right. So she lights a grit and they bolt. They, well, they head towards the back door carrying the pies. <laughs> Fuck she you. follows them, apologizing <laughs> profusely. It was then. As the creatures opened her back door and started heading out back, booking. that Jean noticed an orange-colored glowing thing, which probably correlates to whatever she saw in the early part of this oh, encounter yeah, yeah, in the yeah. yard, uh, which she believed to be a spaceship sitting in her backyard. This also gets a pretty thorough fucking description. Okay. Hingley described the unusual object as being approximately 8 to 10 feet in length and about 4 feet in height. The craft had two luminescent portholes and an external antenna, which she compared to a scorpion's tail, which terminated in a series of spokes on a wheel-like shape. Holy So what I'm seeing is a weird torpedo-type thing that's glowing orange with two portals. It loops around Mm. like a a space scorpion, like one of those ships from Buckaroo Bond's eye. Cool. And then at the end of this antenna thing that loops up like a scorpion's <clears throat> tail is the spindly With thing. The spiky wheel thing. The spiky wheel thing. Okay. That, I, I, mean, I, I don't know if that's accurate. That's just what I Does imagine. she give like some uh, like some size stats on the ship? Or she just... said it was 10 by 4. Eight, 8 by 10 feet long, 4 okay. feet in height. Which is weensy. If it's going to fit three, uh, three four, foot things. Yeah, so it's going to, I mean, basically... Yeah, 10 feet yeah. worth of elves, or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> that is not big. <laughs> as we have discussed with the space penguins of Tuscumbia, see a previous pod, and other things, we don't know if physics works the same. I mean, right. I know we're all, I'm falling into the TARDIS trap, but we just, we just don't know what it's like on the inside. Bigger on the inside, Or, or maybe dog. it's not bigger on the inside. Maybe they just get tinier on the inside. Oh, and is it all the same? Man. I know. I don't know how space fairies work. I oh, really no. don't. We don't know the physics yet. We're well, still working on that. They the know about the one true Lord in Jesus. Well, yeah, maybe. They maybe do not. know about that. We'll discuss that after. Okay. Unable to convince them that her cigarette posed no immediate threat to their well-being, Jean could only stare as the pie-bearing space beings hovered out of her home and into the radiant orange vehicle. As soon as they were in the craft, the blue light began to emerge from the spokes. Then the ship flashed its lights twice. Jean thought it was to say goodbye and disappeared into the sky Within moments. Okay. So, poof, it's, it's the intergalactic fuck you from the lights. Boop, boop, yeah. See ya. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for the pies, asshole. Oh my God. It's like, it's like what? Thank, see you and thanks for the fish. What was that? What was that? Oh, I, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so long and thanks for all the fish. Thanks. See you. Thanks for the pies. Oh, man. Maybe that's what they came down here specifically for. It could be. At this point, and this is going to be a great relief, I know, to Mark. Gene's dog, Hobo, who had remained in a stupor during the entire ordeal, suddenly came back to life and began began wandering through the backyard, sniffing vigorously, as if searching for the strange home invaders. Gene noticed that the ship had left a deep impression in the ground. Ooh. Okay. So there's a smidgen of evidence. Cool. Although she had been overcome with both terror and a sort of rapture by her encounter... From the moment the creature's craft blinked out of sight, Jean found herself convulsing with pain. Mm. This lasted for a number of hours, though she claimed that her eyes also remained sore for weeks. Jean also discovered enigmatic burn marks on her forehead that lingered for several months. Despite these discomforts, Jean testified that she was left with a warm and happy sensation by the space fairies. She felt as though she had been blessed. Mm. That's a quote. Okay. Following the departure of the winged aliens, Jean... 
perhaps not as sagely as, as some might, uh, that's my own disclaimer, told her neighbors of what had happened. They advised her to call the police, though one can only imagine what they said amongst themselves. Yeah. She did so and then phoned her husband to tell him about her remarkable experience. This is an actual series of quotes about the conversation Jean had with her husband, Cyril. She told him, I've had visitors with wings. He responded, birds? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you mean she... birds? <laughs> I know. It's fucking... <laughs> Where are you at last? This, this sounds like a conversation with my wife. Mark, I've had visitors. W- I'd probably with say the same thing. Birds? Uh, you saw a bird in a window? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I, that made me laugh so hard. I, Why are you calling me about this? I, no. Okay, she you says, saw a bird. So. She says, no, men with wings. To which he evidently replied, why don't you go have your hair done and tell the girls about it? Ah. Cyril oh. is Andy Cap. He Cyril, gives no fucks whatsoever. Cyril's yeah, okay. clearly a man that's yeah. been married for over 15 years because he knows they're going to support where you're like, you know what? Just get your, you know what, honey? I want just, you to just go get, get your, your hair, hair done, done. Talk to the girls about it. And you'll come back and tell me about yeah, it. Yeah. Do we have any mincemeat pie left? <laughs> yeah. I will be severely pissed and disappointed if we don't. All right. When the police arrived at the scene, they were understandably at a loss as to how to proceed. Are you imagining the cop? That's on a this no call? shit Sherlock there. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. What do you do? How, where do I you don't start? know. There's no besides maybe some prints in the lawn. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever physical things are happening to her. Her forehead's burned. She's got a cigarette. Dog's all fucked up. Like, right. Well, do? the dog's not fucked up anymore. And probably isn't going to give the best testimony. Yeah. Right. What happened? What? Uh, Scooby it out. I don't really remember. Like, thank God for the dog. He's only sane when it's fucking I, 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 Okay. Poor Cyril. The police, not knowing what to do, but still being professionals, took Mrs. Hingley's testimony, as well as the measurements of the impression left by the apparent spaceship. They also took soil samples from the lawn where the spaceship had apparently landed. What results, if any, these tests uh, were these tests resulted in remain unknown, or at the very least unpublished. I couldn't find them. Oh, now, if one of our no... listeners out there <clears throat> happens to be more savvy or came across a later newspaper article that says that the soil was found to have nothing in it or a higher content of zinc or whatever the hell. Aluminium? Aluminium. Well, was it taken by that police? The police took soil samples from where the depression of the orange scorpion ship was. But the results were just never released? Well, or never published. Oh. Never released, never published, or never even Maybe they just put them in a file somewhere and were like, Well, that's what I mean. I figure if something like that is evidence... It might still be sitting somewhere. It's not always going to be... People don't always... Just publish evidence from CSI investigations, like. right? Right. And a problem with a lot, and, and, and Chris is absolutely a problem with a lot of these older cases, especially as as we've talked many times, and our, our listeners are going to know by now. They're they've heard me say it, is that a lot of these stories, um, I first encounter in these old paperback books, which are just encapsulating the high points. Mm-hmm. So then from there we have to, if we're lucky enough, when we're doing articles for Cryptopia and formerly American Monsters, we get to talk to eyewitnesses. If they're still around, if they're still willing to speak. If not, then you just have to like corroborate it with uh, contemporaneous newspaper accounts right. or people that might have heard the story secondhand, but at least you know are more familiar. These aren't always available, so digging through the internet through uh, published archives doesn't always result in a complete picture. Yeah, which is why we always solicit additional information. Yeah, totally. And even though we're having fun with this, I still respect that she had an encounter that. 
clearly affected her. Well, she had to come out and. and well, wait a minute. Is there any more to this? There's, so. a, there's just a smidge more. Okay. Yes. So we're just going to wrap this up, and then we're going to get into what you know what we're going to do next. Okay. Um, following the, her encounter. Jean felt too unwell to work. Her doctor took her out uh, of her job for up to two weeks. What is interesting is that the tapes that were handled by the aliens were ruined. They were blank when they tried to play them. Mm. So, again, maybe her impression that they were super magnetic wasn't just part of the way she just described hovering, but maybe it was legit. Also, her television and radio that they had been playing with did not work for a couple of weeks. Oh, yo, Cyril. He's got if no he's telly. Not, if he he's got get no to jams. Watch the match. Yeah. The radio. It's 79. Think of all the jams he's just D- listening to. I know. Yeah. Nothing. That's not a lot of jams in 79. Ah, man. It's, come on. You're going into the 80s. There's a ton of jams. Yeah, but I figured it's an older couple. So he's probably listening to yeah, the No, he probably, I mean, wasn't, he probably wasn't into the new wave scene yeah, as it, much it, as it, the rest it, of it. 79 is Judas Priest. We're listening to Deep Purple. But, dude, that's, that's maybe true. Maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe he was Let's not prejudge Cyril's musical tastes. It could have been anything from big band right. to deep purple, like you say. We don't know, but but his shit's not working anymore. The tapes didn't work. The TV happy. didn't work. The radio didn't work. Period. From then on, right. in an interview with Eileen Morris, which appeared in the November December nineteen seventy nine issue of Flying Saucer Review, that's one of those compendiums where oh, they yeah. send investigators out to talk to the people. Gene Hingley called the event in what must be the greatest understatement in history, but, the strangest experience of my whole life. That's her roundup? That, that's her roundup. Jesus. <laughs> really? Well, she went well, on to say, just experience some people have made life. jokes about me, but people who know me believe me as they know I am truthful. As to the origin of her gravity-defiant guests, Jean had this to say. So this will lead us into the second part of our conversation. Uh, Jean's own speculations about what these things might have been and what people have told her they might have been. And one quick epilogue, and then we're going to jump into our discussion part. Right. This is this is Gene's own words. Some people have written to say that they think these visitors were elves or beings from the fairy kingdom mm. or even robots. I don't know what to think. I know I shall never forget them if I live to be 100. So speculations that were coming at her. It's, it's, this part is kind of tough because we don't know what she actually thought herself. No, right. Well, right. Yeah, well, what was her take on it? I, I don't know. I haven't been able to find it. I mean, saying so these that are, these are theories. They're that were fairies or robots. Fairies, it's a wide elves, robots, extraterrestrials, right. other things. We're going to end this with a brief, brief epilogue, which may or may not have officially happened. Oh, but no. some accounts I came across said this. According to some accounts of this case, two days after the mysterious creatures called on Mrs. Hingley, the Christmas tree that had so fascinated them mysteriously vanished. It later appeared on her front lawn, ripped to shreds, and missing all of its ornaments. Oh, they're still mad about the cigarette. Are they mad about it, or were they just so fascinated by this fuck-sucking mm. tree that they had no choice but to collect the baubles and the tinsel and the mayhem? Maybe. Sounds like an act of vengeance. Maybe. Oh, did people Could break be. in just wanted to fuck up and destroy the tree because they f- figured it was cursed? I, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> the tree was cursed? Well, <laughs> the tree is the cursed well, object in all of them. They're like, she saw these fucking <laughs> demonic things. We got to fucking destroy the tree because now it's a cursed object. You know who did it was Cyril. He's like, God damn this son of a bitch tree. Are, dude, people are fucked up. Or was it the proper British derby wearing tea sipping men in black? That oh. came to confiscate the evidence, but then wanted to make it look like a hit job on a tree. 
is MI, so they leave is the tree MI6 behind. around in 79? Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, this is still the, maybe it didn't, maybe this is not is accountable, right? You said this is right. some this accounts. Part, this part say, some say, this some is why say. I added this, um, Caveat. a speculative, well said, epilogue. In that, uh, in that not every account, this is not stated as point of fact like the mm-hmm. other things. Okay. Um, so we can take it or leave this part of the evidence. I think it's interesting and I think it would be interesting yeah, that totally. they would come back but not say hi to her and just steal ornaments. Uh, who knows? But that to me is like the least important part. Yes, I'm saying let's shelf so that. this is in its entirety, and I'm sure there's some more details to elicit here and there, but more than basically what happened to Gene Hingley and the mincemeat Martians, I, yeah. as they've been referred to, the Christmas fairies. Sort of, even though it was post-Christmas. It Although, was, it, could, it was close to Ukrainian Christmas or whatever. Yeah, the tree was is, still up, so it's Yuletide. Yuletide might be better, because okay. that's more seasonal and less specifically Christmas. But they know all about Jesus. That's they an important do. fact. That's true. Well, we, we put up this tree for Jesus. We know all about him. Don't yeah. you need to worry about it, honey. So, okay, uh, what the hell are we dealing I, with? You know... This is crazy. My mind changed about 17 times during the course crazy. of this story. Yeah. At first, I was like, she is on the LDS, and she saw fucking Luna Moths. And then <laughs> it became like, oh, I don't know what these are. Probably aliens. But then they start talking it, about it, the Christ, the Savior. It, <laughs> so it, yeah, what it, do you it do? Has some, it has some telltale signs of psychedelics, but <coughs> well, that's... I think we can assume that uh, that... The mincemeat pie was not laced, that she was not like one of those witches of yore that ate the bread that had the fungi in it yeah. that made them see the sights, that made the burnings happen or whatever. I know. And I mean, a... really, with this story, what's the fun of trying to figure out the actual shit that happened? That, that's true in some really. ways. I mean... but, but, but what I love about this is I know what you're saying, but this has earmarks of two very distinct things, which some people say aren't distinct at all, like Jacques Vallée who uh, you know, was the famous ufologist, the French doctor, right. with, on whom the Lacombe character was based that Francois Truffaut played in you know, Spielberg's Seminal Close Cousins of the Third Kind. He went from being kind of a hardcore scientist that believed in the extraterrestrial hypothesis that these things come from other worlds in technology to explore our planet in the same way we would others to being much more broad-minded about Magonia, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right, and like fairy worlds and, and maybe things that are more interdimensional and things that are represented throughout time by, you know, stories of we folk and leprechauns being transposed over what our yeah, modern so... considerations would call extraterrestrial. But right. this really bridges the two. You know, this really bridges a, a lot more than, than that. I mean, especially with the inclusion of... Uh, judeo-christian mythology yeah, i mean so it's it, like there's a a million different ways you can come at this they're aliens yeah. right right aliens that know about christ the lord okay apparently right. and regularly lord so what <clears throat> is it what, what would lord. that mean say if they if we go on the thing oh. that they are aliens right they're and, extraterrestrials and they know about fucking okay. yahweh and his fucking offspring so all right, no no let's let's address this one at a time like, like this one you if, can, if that's the case to me this is indicative of one of maybe three things okay the first is that everything that say abrahamic religions especially the judeo-christian text says is true and even extraterrestrials are faithful and they're into it two they realize based on what this woman said oh we put this tree up because it's a way to respect the birth of jesus that they are like any good diplomats saying, oh, we know about Jesus. 
trying to just keep her calm and be in her good yeah, graces. Yeah, yeah, no, they're right. bullshitting. Right. They're, 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 right. they're bullshitting. Right. So <clears throat> true believers bullshitting or, and here's the weird thing. Oh, well, it's all weird, but 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 they say we know all about Jesus. All right, just fine. Think- Any intelligent being could, but then when they say these are the lords, there's only one Lord. They don't specify who that Lord is. That's true. They could be enigmatically oh. talking about yeah. something else. The Super Cthulhu, the giant microwave right. that lives in the Andromeda Dude, Nebula. I dropped LRH earlier. Zenu, yeah. Zenu for right. days. So if it, if it's the first one, then how then how do they know about this unless? On that planet, somehow he did the same shit he did to here thousands of years ago. Or maybe each planet gets their own Jesus. Dude, I thought, and of, that, I've thought of that many, so many times. Like, what if that happened on every free, every free choice planet? planet? Because people are inevitably going to fuck up. Not every, people, but life forms. So every choice. planet gets a Jesus. Well, well, let Chris go with this. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 no, I'm just saying. It. I like it. I, I, I seriously thought that. Fucking like in many. Mormonism, everyone gets a planet when you die, but in this, everyone, every G- planet has a Jesus. All right. Who's to say? Yeah, you know. Well, I, what but the, the fact uh, that these things are knowledgeable. But here's here's where it gets even stranger for me personally. Why are they dressed so archetypally? Like silly assed elves, weirdos. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not I mean, even are, are, elves. They like... have iridescent butterfly type wings yeah. with braille dots. <clears throat> they have rigid streamers hanging off their silver tunics. They're either wearing the equivalent of feety pajamas or have no hands and feet. Yeah, right. and they've got a classic, you know, tin tin Jeez. goldfish bull helmet. Not yeah. safe for the vacuum of space helmet. Ostensibly, yes. So what the f? They talk through their chest. Which is really super, weird. It's you know, super creepy. Gruff, manly, well, they actually, they had to, They had to adjust their buttons. Yeah, to talk to it. To talk. And yeah. who knows? Maybe like it's a little like, oh, we're speaking Lygian. Oh, here we're speaking yeah. deer. <laughs> Let's switch it to English. Oh, we're speaking wah. deer. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, and then they get the voice correctly. <laughs> oh, and fuck. Then, I'm still talking to ruminants. Yeah, cut it out. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. So, yeah, I, I don't really know where to... The whole Jesus... Angle is different. It tosses a, a an entire. But like you said, maybe they're like, well, of course we know about the Lord, but we're not talking about your Lord. We're talking about a different Lord. It's a possibility, and Could it's be. not like they stopped, dropped to their knees, and became super reverential. No. They were still hopping on the couch, yeah, playing that's with the tapes. Too. They're like, oh yeah, we know about him. They almost acted as if they were children. Like re- from a really advanced species, well, yeah, they could like, be. Oh, here's the tree. Here's the couch. What's going on? Do you want to drink? Yeah, give us water, Mrs. Hingley. We're not allowed <laughs> sherry. And who knows? Maybe they were joyriding. I just asked you to say, yeah, super scorpion hot rod, right? Well, maybe maybe they are watching us, and they only know because that's like their their class well, teaches them this culture. When they they've been to Australia and New Zealand and the in the a US, big bunch of people like the big maybe, three yeah 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 <laughs> seriously the super big three they're, they're missing clearly Russia and China and all no, kinds Anglo, of other places the Anglo Western big three well in Britain now yeah so Australia New yeah. Zealand United States and Britain that's that's ang, that's Anglo yeah you don't get much more Anglo Felic than that seriously yeah. as the yeah. Dickens I didn't Jeez. even think about that are they racist. It's too hard to assume. I mean, it was 79. Things were different. Maybe. All right, here's another you know, thing. Not, I'd like to think they weren't. All jokes aside, why are why are their hands... Well, for, hands and feet are missing. Why are their legs stiff? Why are their wings well, for show? If, why it are they basically... Like, their faces don't move. Their faces don't move. Was it a move. suit they were wearing? Yeah. 
clearly it was a suit. I mean, are they energy right? beings in a weird outfit that they thought, oh, this will be a comfort to Earthlings? It's a, it's a, it's a Christmas <laughs> yeah, no. space fairy. This death no. mask will be inviting yeah. in our talk of Jesus glittering. You know, sharp black eyes. Yeah. If they did the information, then they would clearly that wouldn't be the way to go. Yeah, but think about us. We we as, as often has been said before, when we're trying to like tag an animal for its own preservation and to preserve the species, it's basically an alien abduction. In no way, shape, or form are we comforting said deer or sea turtle or would right. whatever animal it is that we're grabbing, yanking into a foreign environment, testing with our medical things, and then jamming a you know. A, some sort of radar thing on and then throw them back into the sea or wherever in no way shape or form are we able to comfort it maybe these things are advanced enough to be able to communicate with us but still distant enough from us culturally and intellectually that they still don't really have any idea as to how to really make us feel good like they can they can maybe bump up serotonin or whatever in our head so that we get this general feeling of warmth and happiness yeah that's that's the other thing too the weird what you feel good also on your flow and you float, yeah. then you feel like good. Death grip on the sink. You're terrified. You think you're going to pass out right next to hobo on the floor, and then suddenly you're up in the air going. And instead of that scaring you to the point of a coronary, you're like, right, you get "Hey, man, calm, man. yeah, things." Suddenly, you're Carrie's mom gently yeah. floating through the foyer, and it's like, "I'm right. great, man." Yeah, like they kind of just adjusted some serotonin levels for, her, gave her some of the old feel good juice, from the go go juice, and then she's like, "For yeah, how? Good. Just psionically? I don't know. Maybe it's some. Maybe it's something that they could just like hormonal change. Well, clearly, it's magnetic. I think we've established that. She's awfully preoccupied with magnets. Yeah, she is. Like, yeah. there's a lot of magnet talk here and who knows she might be on time with it but it's hard known there is nothing though. do we have a year on the release of the magnet it was Jesus. well before 79 okay, just making, sure, that. making sure 79 i wasn't look i wasn't alive for 79 so i don't know what kind of type of magnet you were, you were born a year later man i don't know what kind of magnet fairs are going on oh. in the 70s and 79 i don't know magnet fairs inventions the first annual magnet fair in 79 <laughs> here in detroit michigan you One see year ago today <laughs> like, i don't know there. what happened you guys were like 15 in the 79 what happened are you fucking kidding me i don't me? know maybe you were five yeah were you, were you five and something? Dude, you're just were mad. Oh my god! Because you didn't see the original Star Wars. I'm not as mad. they happen I, in I life. C- I celebrate no, you your no, ability you to be there, and, and we were no, my don't. inability to not be it's, born. Yet. It's a bitter <laughs> jealousy. <laughs> you were in the golf, being a loser. <laughs> the golf, hey, not remembering. I made it. You did make it. I made it. I'm the one that made it. What does that justify? I know what Nothing. That means. What does it say about the other ones? It didn't. No, there was no other ones. You were predetermined to make it by Yahweh. Oh, uh, we're bringing Yahweh into this. That's oh, the whole deal. Bummer. Why did they visit Gene Hengley? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's, why, no, there's why, nothing why particularly special. They about said her. she's a lady. Fine. They're complimenting her. They're mildly curious about the accoutrement of the living space that she and Cyril shared. What what were what were they striving for? It doesn't. It just it goes back to the theory that they were just young and just felt like I feel like they were there are a species watching us and they're like yeah, let's just go fuck around and they took the dad's car, which we would do, <laughs> and they just fucked with somebody like they're just like hey. It didn't mean. There doesn't seem to mean be anything. Because any, even by the way they speak, it yeah. didn't, it, they they're not conveying any important. Yeah. No, no. There doesn't like, seem oh, to yeah, be anything you know, behind this. Yeah, it's not like there's no so many other they didn't encounters. Collect, you know, where, like, information. We have a warning her. that you must give you. Right. There's, yeah. there's no bombs solid uh, environment. Yeah. 
Instead, it's just like, eh. All they do is like, we know we, about... We try to talk to people. They don't give a we fuck. We know about Jesus. What do you know about yeah. Jesus? Yeah. Like, we, we have this tree for Jesus. Yeah, we know about that, dude. That's friends. almost like the way you tell someone to shut up. Like, you're done yeah. hearing about it. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, no, we know. Yeah, no, we know. We know. We know that. Bumpity, bumpity, hopping on your couch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. W- yeah, with your pointy little give weird me feet. water. Yeah, we do weird feet. But you can't see us drink. <laughs> you can watch us fly without, you know, the use of real wings. Right. You can watch us do all this crazy shit. But don't but you dare watch fed, us drink. Yeah, You watch us drink. Yeah, they can't deal with elements, right? Yeah, Water not. was a weird yeah. thing. Fire, they freaked out over. Yeah. Yeah. And they float. They're, they're from the sky. And they're floating, so they're not touching the dirt. The sky, too. That's what the sky, the, the, yeah. they were yeah, from, the, from the, sky. the sky. All right, so elementals. No. Weird. Weird. That's so, that's where you get into alien tricksters, the whole idea of the Lokis super... and the other ancient legends of things that just basically come around to fuck with you. They're smarter than you. They're more advanced than you. They have more powers than you. Yeah. And yet they still want to dick with you for no good reason. Almost every culture, Native American, obviously, Norse, Hindi, on and on, have trickster gods and, yeah. and, and entities. And part of me is like... Okay, it's it's interesting parallels. It means that people kind of run evolutionarily along the same lines of thought, and they create these same myths. That's the skeptic in me. Um, the one that tries to be a little more objective and maybe less enslaved to that kind of rigid intellectualism is like, why do we always know this? And is there something to base that on? Because why would all these separate, disparate cultures have the same damn legends yeah, unless there are just gods, yeah. advanced creatures that just want to F with you for no good reason that we can discern anyway? Or are they like Q? And I'm going Star Trek Next Generation here, where it seems like they're just effing with you for no good reason, but it's sort of like a Sufi joke or a, a, you know, a Buddhist sort of um, riddle. Where it's meant to elevate your consciousness while you think you're getting dicked with. Yeah, there's no. I don't think there's there's no moral play at the end of this. There's yeah, no. I don't know either. There's nothing to. Get, there's nothing to learn. Maybe from this they're, encounter. They're, they're like intergalactic trolls. They're just trolls. trolls. Oh they're, my they're gosh. trolling you. Yeah. No, like, I get no inter, internet trolls. I get yeah. it. We don't know. I don't know if we'll ever come yeah, to a conclusion. Yeah, I mean, but this, this is, is one of the more fascinating. Super, weird... I wonder is. I wonder if Gene is still alive. Yeah, I, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. I was going to say maybe we could email her, perhaps. I'm sure she's been. People have probably been bugging the shit out of her. I couldn't track her down. This. But again, if well, somebody else has knowledge, please. We we totally. Not only will we welcome it, but if you are willing, we'll give you full credit for giving us this right. information. Thank yeah, totally. You. Um. So yeah, I don't think we have any idea what it is. No, I don't think we can. No, no. I mean, it, it's from just what too she many explained, you're like, all right, angles. well. <laughs> There you have it. I mean, well, it one one it explanation works. we haven't toyed with is poor Gene had a stroke. <laughs> I, you but, know, it, it, but it, no, but I know I mentioned before, but you it know does what? have telltale signs. does not create a four foot wide, no. eight foot long divot in your no, backyard. But it, does, it does have some telltale signs of psychedelia. A little bit. Yeah. A smidgen. Oh, Fairies, totally does. godlike beings. Pointy rectangular the, things. Yeah. But I mean, the, the middle-aged cement worker's wife is making mincemeat pies and maybe sipping sherry occasionally. I don't see her dosing. I, I don't know, man. I mean, like, what's that? What were those pills that? Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. The uh, the Stones wrote that song, "Mother's Little Helper." Valium. No, "Mother's Little Helper." Was it about Valium or I, was I it about know. like barbiturates or quaaludes, perhaps? Quaaludes. 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 Listen, so who knows? None of Drug us are abuse could have been pharmacy play, experts from the seventh. She didn't say that. I'm yeah. sure that there would be some discussion. Well, it's just, it's of, an odd, know. vivid, specific right. 
if it was a hallucination. I mean, if she got if she got dosed, sense. like if someone accidentally dosed her. Yeah. If someone said later on, oh, oh, they found uh, that she later admitted that she she did. I'd right. be like, oh, or some some okay. young scamps in the neighborhood with the LDS. Really? They showed up. <laughs> the neighborhood scallywags. There you go, Jane. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then there you go, you're shipping balls. But uh, there's no evidence what, what to that. Credibility so. to me. Not to say that she might not have, you know, been out of her head or whatever. It is, is the really specificity. Interesting. That's, yeah, that's odd. The level of yeah. detail is almost beyond the pale. Right. And, and it's not like, and it kind of reflects what the incident is. It's not like, say, uh, the, you know, Charles Mill Lake monster where, you know, the three cavorting teens saw it for about seven seconds before yeah. they took off right. in the dead of night. This is a woman who spent an hour with absolutely unusual beings, got to study the way they looked, the way they moved, what yeah. they did. Yeah. And the description she gave has such detail that it's actually in accordance to the account that she states factually happened. Yeah. That's why I'm open to this. And regardless of the fact that it's the most batshit crazy, or at least yeah, one of them. I'm going to say so far for this I, podcast. I'm fascinated yeah. by it. So far for this podcast, this one is in the out there category. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, you, can, you can put it in extraterrestrial uh, file if you want. You can put it in the encounters with fairy folk file. Yeah, it, to Jesus me, it's just, I mean, it yeah, goes beyond it, the pale it, of anything. It, it yeah. can fit into some sort of, uh, you know, spiritual non-demonic possible demonic trickster possibly demonic and or emesis of the lord i don't know Emis- i know Emis- Emis- i think we word? all know Emissary? evangelicals Emissary, yeah i think we are at least aware of evangelicals that would have no hesitation in dubbing this a demonic encounter right a- a- any anytime something goes a little weird and they seem a little bit strange Probably, looking but... the evangelicals jump to demons demons but there's still there's still not there's, always, not there's always, no end some. game in this encounter there's no. nothing yeah, there's, there's no... nothing there's no purpose to it, to it really besides just showing up and be like hey I'm going to jump on your couch yeah. I'll tell you what the end game Talk is shit. you got some fucking pies you came yeah, there really, without they... pies you left with pies yeah game over so the True. theory they 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 come off as Young and youths to right. our youths, yeah, Im- immature, and they walked away with food. So yeah. that actually sounds like me as a teen. Is what that's kids, what I mean. It's kind yeah. of what kids do. Yeah. Hot rodding, visiting old lady McCaw. <laughs> Hot rodding, yeah, dicking around, <laughs> jumping on a couch, spit my ears. Yeah. Hot rodding. So I feel kid. like it's like they were like the they, it's like they're the federation. They're not supposed to fuck with us, right? And they they snuck out in their little ship to get food. Yeah, and they probably got grounded. You know the prime directive. I know. <laughs> Don't ever go to the Terran planet again. You know what fire does? She busted out fire. They booked. They got their pies. Yep. They took off. There's it like, is odd that they were scared of fire. That, or they know or, the or dangers, secondhand smoke. They know the dangers of smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, dude, they, you they smoke could, cigarettes? Yeah. And let's wrap this up with kids. Don't smoke. Don't You're going to scare space elves. Bad. You're going to get cancer. Oh, yeah. It's a bad scene. You don't have to get one of them voice boxes. Just don't, don't smoke. Do Stay that. away from and fire maybe they bears. Had voice boxes. Maybe they were recovering. Oh, uh, no, we're going too far right, with this. Yeah, yeah. Don't smoke. Oh, Keep no. your eyes peeled for space elves. All right. Well, I hear Chris's ghost train coming around the bend. So that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Cryptonaut Podcast. Well, that uh, was something else. Thank you to everyone yeah. for listening, and uh, you know what? Thanks to everyone too who's been giving us feedback and hitting us up on the True. social medias, on the Instagrams, uh, the Facebook, the the Twitter. Uh, leaving reviews for the pod it's great thanks to everyone that does that it means a lot to us and we like talking to you guys absolutely i have had a col- uh, just a whole sp- 
spat of really interesting conversations with people just through Instagram, mostly through Instagram, which which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, a lot of people have reached out to us and they've said how much they like the show. So thank you very much for your support. Be sure to leave a rating and review for this podcast uh, on iTunes and or the Apple Podcast. Find mm. us at the crypto at cryptonotpodcast.com. Again, we are available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I'll spend probably uh, most of my time on Facebook. So yeah, I, Rob's gonna I like be, talking yeah. to folks on there. That's probably where I'm going to be more often than not in my off-the-grid semi-lifestyle. The Facebook is as close as I really get to, to this stuff. And so I would love to, like, plus get suggestions from any of you yeah, guys. Yes, not only suggestions, feedback, comments, but I, ideas uh, about new monsters, whatever you got. new uh, mysteries, new, new conspiracies. Not even necessarily new, but ones we haven't yeah, covered yet. Totally. That would be fun. Totally. So I love interacting. We all do. And thank you guys so much for the feedback. It's been phenomenal. Thank you much. And we'll be talking to you soon. Laters. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh fairies. <laughs> there can be only one true lord. Mm-mm. Oh. Or 12. Or 7. <laughs> <laughs>